Welcome to another hard-hitting episode of Customer Cafe by Calabria. Calabria is a tool that turns good account managers into great account managers through the power of great collaboration. A great account manager is a team player. This podcast is made for those in sales, customer success, and account management as a place to caffeinate, ideate, and collaborate. Subscribe now for the latest brew. Let's hit the grind. Hey guys, welcome to the Customer Cafe. Thanks for joining us. We've got an amazing guest uh, today. Uh, my name, as always, is Menachem Pritzker. I'm the VP Growth at Calabria. And my name is Sharon Weiss Greenberg, and I'm the Senior Content and Community Manager on the team with Menachem at Calabria. And we have a great guest today, Matt Firestone. Uh, but before we introduce him, Hey, oh, he's waving, but you he can't waved, see because yeah. it's, it's a podcast. But uh, before we introduce him fully, I just want to say uh, we are looking for design partners for Calabria. So if you are in the world of account management, the world of sales, and you think that your collaboration with the rest of your team could just be a little bit better, uh, reach out to us at calabria.com. Uh, it's going to be free for the rest of 2023. Uh, we're just looking for design partners who can use it. And give us great feedback uh, to help us uh, do a better job and make a better product. We we love being criticized, critiqued. I guess is the the the, the term, preferred term for that. Um, critique us on whether to say criticize or critique. Go yeah, that's it. that's another. <laughs> we would love feedback on that. Yeah, that's uh, <laughs> this podcast. Basically, the way the introductions work, I think that's you know something that could use a little help. Um, Without further ado, let's talk about my, Matt Firestone for a second. He is the founding account executive at Noble. Uh, we're going to learn a little bit more about that in a moment. And uh, he is the co-founder of SDRs of Israel, uh, a great organization. We've we've previously, friends of the podcast will will know yep. that we've previously spoken to uh, Yalit uh, Pereira, uh, another co-founder of SDRs of Israel. Uh, it's a great organization, and we, we're going to hear all about it. Um, Matt. Welcome to the Customer Cafe. It's good to be here. Very excited for the conversation. Um, big fan of Calabria, so I'm really glad you guys reached out. Yeah, thanks. So we're we're big fans of you. Uh, what, what did you What did you think of our introduction there? I I thought I didn't know where it was going, so I thought it was fantastic. Uh, you know, I didn't know where it was going either. <laughs> <laughs> it was. I think it's it was refreshing. Exciting. Yeah. 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 It's every, every episode's uh, different. It's a little different every time, but at the same time, it's a little bit the same every time. <laughs> it's a hard balance to strike. <laughs> yeah. Um, Matt, tell us about yourself. <laughs> um, goodness, where to start? Um, I, I guess I'll start a little bit with my uh, journey into sales, um, just to give a bit of context for the listeners. Um, I started working in the legal space. I have a degree in law and that was where I got my first experience and view into the startup space from the sort of due diligence and legal funding perspective. And while I was in law, I always felt that I was sort of looking through this glass window at something that was exciting that I wanted to be part of, but I was sort of stuck doing things I, I wasn't so excited about um legal work it, there is a creative aspect to it but it didn't really it wasn't the appropriate outlet for myself 
it wasn't the type of lifestyle that I wanted for myself. Um, so a couple of years into that, I reached out to some friends, tried to find a way I can get into the startup world without having any developing experience. And I happened upon uh, the sales development role, which I didn't know much about. Um, so I had to do some Googling, do some research, speak to friends that I saw had the same title on LinkedIn and, uh, yeah. And that's, that's sort of how, how it started and how I got interested and learned about this space. For those listening to this, uh, years in the future, Google was around, uh, before chat GPT, uh, <laughs> how you found things out, <laughs> you did your research back Fair. in the old days. Fair note. Um, <laughs> did you, did you practice as a lawyer? Uh, I, so I did what, what is called here in, in, in Israel, Hitbahut. so it's, um, how would you translate that? Um, like an, in, like a legal internship. So I was mm -hmm. working, I worked in a couple law firms, um, working sort of under a lawyer doing, doing legal work, uh, mostly due diligence. So like reviewing forms and documents when startups were about to be acquired by larger companies or merge with other companies. That's the sort of work I was doing. Mm -hmm. Okay. Um, and then the, the world of, uh, sales, uh, pulled you in the, the, yeah, the world of sales pulled me in. Um, it, it was, it, it was more, it was less about wanting to break into sales. And for me, it was more about wanting to break into tech and sales was the best match for sort of my soft skill set. Yeah. Does that your legal sense. background help you at all in your work today? Uh, maybe the analytic analytical skills a little bit. Um, uh, definitely the the writing skills. So being able to be very thoughtful and intentional about my writing. Um, you know, making sure you know in in when you're when you're drafting a contract, every word has some meaning behind it. And when you're drafting a cold email, if you have words that don't have any meaning or aren't trying to push for a conversation, then it's probably not a great email. Um, so I think that that aspect has definitely uh, helped me. Hmm. I like it. I mean, I, I, I feel like lawyers are, are known to write very long emails and SDRs are, you know, the, the trick is like getting a really short, you know, a couple of bullet point out, uh, you yep. know, although lawyers do love bullet points. We do love bullet points. Um, yeah. I mean, it's the same principle. Cause even though as a lawyer, you're, you're, you're sort of writing in longhand as opposed to shorthand you still have, there's still intention behind everything you're writing. Mm -hmm. um, so the, it's the same principle, but it, I guess in practice, it's sort of is comes out differently. Yeah. And okay. So, so you worked as an SDR, you formed uh, the organization SDRs of Israel. Um, and I want to hear more about that in, in a minute, but I, I, I'd love to hear about your, your current position. You're the founding account executive, which I believe means you're the first account executive to be hired at yeah. Noble. Okay. Yes. Yes. I, yeah. I, okay. I wasn't sure what the title is. I saw another eight first AE do the same thing. So I just That's copied. Nice. Yeah. I, I thought it, looked, <laughs> it sounded nice. So I, I copied that. Yeah. Okay. Um, so, I mean, that, that's, there's a lot of pressure on you. I mean, you're, you, you basically have to figure out how to sell a product that has not yet been sold, right? Um, it's been sold, but there, but mostly by the founder, there wasn't right. an, it's not, a, it's a, not a real been, sales organization. It's been, it's been sold, but there hasn't been a selling process. A hundred percent. Right. That's okay. exactly what, um, my, my day looks like is process building. Um, yeah, that, that gets it on the nose. So what, what's the, what have you built so far? 
implementing the sales technology, um, mm -hmm. the ability to make calls, the things like sales navigator, of course, which is a, you know, basic one utilizing gong, utilizing Salesforce, utilizing sales engagement, uh, mm -hmm. sales engagement tool to be able to build out sequences, utilizing, uh, way to obtain data so onboarding technology uh to be able to pull data from contacts and then taking all that technology and all the function that they that they do and building out a playbook which i'm doing simultaneously so i'm building the playbook and then i'm bringing in the tech to the company that would help us accomplish the goals in the playbook so mm -hmm. figuring out working closely with my founder and with marketing figuring it out our targeting, messaging, ICP, um, and then the actual sales process that would go along with that. Okay. That's a lot of responsibility on your shoulders. It's a lot. <laughs> yeah. So you're, you're working with marketing, you're working with the founder. Uh, who else are you, who else do you, we're just, we're always interested in obviously collaboration around sales and, and the, the processes people put in place in order to get a big sale done. So like, you know, walk me through what's, what's it like? getting a sale done in your organization? Who do you need to talk to? Who do you need to collaborate with? And, and how long does it take? So I'm, I've been there for, for about a month. So I personally haven't right. been involved with clothing at closing any sales yet. Um, I'm sure that answer will be different yeah. in a couple months. Um, could have just made something up, Matt. I, 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 I could have faked it. I could yeah, but I'm afraid my CEO is listening and he's going to be like, that's not true. So and that's I, authentic. I, I like that about Matt. He keeps it real. I, I, I keep it real. Um, I tried, I tried to. So currently the way it works is that the, the, the founder is very involved in the sales cycle as well as the, um, folks on the, that are sort of leading the product side. So I'm collaborating a lot with them. Um, I'm sort of working the full funnel right now. It's probably not going to, as the sales team grows to more people and more defined uh roles that will probably change but right now i'm i'm running a lot of the bringing folks in and leading them through like the middle of the of the funnel and then handing it off to my founder who is working sort of the last bit and closing deals right now mm -hmm. um yeah but it's a lot of collaboration between me between my my founder and between marketing and product i would say those are sort of the key components in the sales cycle right now Tell me more about the, you, you mentioned already marketing a couple of times in terms of the collaboration uh, needed yep. in order to make sales and it, it, marketing is usually kind of, um, you know, the, the obvious collaboration between marketing and sales is marketing is going to generate the leads and sales is going to close the leads. Um, but it sounds like you're speaking in, in both directions. Um, yeah. Yeah. It's definitely two way, uh, two way street, two way integration, if you will, of, of data. So I'm sort of feeding off the experience and the IC, the expertise of understanding the ICP and the language from marketing. And then there I'm feeding back to them, my conversations with clients and what current trends look like. Um, Gong has been a great tool to help with that collaboration so that we can each glean the, um, sort of the, the, the take that we need from these conversations. Mm -hmm. So there's a lot of, uh, we, we do a lot of communication through gong when it comes to like actual sales calls. Um, but it's, uh, it's definitely cyclical. So I'm learning from them and they're learning from me as we build this 
organizational knowledge as we continue speaking to prospects and clients. Yeah. I, I mean, I, I, you know, I've long looked at marketing as kind of just being an SDR, but on, on a one-to-many basis. That's interesting. It, it, that, that sort of also goes back to the, I'm not, I know in Israel, this is a big debate. I'm not sure in, like in the States, if this is any different, but does SDR fall under marketing or does it fall under sales? Um, I, I, I love that question also. <laughs> yeah, and, I did, and, I, and, and it tells you a lot about, about the company and the organization uh, on, you know, based on how they answer that question. I, I totally agree. And I think I, I think I asked once on LinkedIn and it, I believe it was pretty split. Maybe sales was ahead by a little bit, but it, there's definitely... I think I voted in that poll. Oh, you might. Yeah, I try to do polls every Saturday night. Um, so yeah, I mean, I'm, I, I, I see it going either way, but I'm, I, I'm a big believer in a very strong collaboration under marketing. So I'd probably go in that direction. Yeah, I, 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 I wonder if you'll disagree with me on this, but I, you know, in terms of the collaboration between departments and roles, there's marketing, SDR, and sales. And then from sales, you need to collaborate with kind of everyone in order to get a deal done, which is what we talk about a lot. But, you know, for right now, just like getting to kind of a, an open op, you need marketing, mm -hmm, mm -hmm. SDR, sales. And I think the collaboration between marketing and SDR is a lot more important than the SDR to account executive. Though that, you know, the, the handoff needs to be really smooth. But I've seen so much kind of friction between, you know, the leads, the leads are no good, man, you know, generate the leads, you got to call the leads, you're not calling the leads fast enough, uh, you know, we're not calling the leads fast enough, because the leads are crap. Um, there's, there's like, there's this inherent friction between the one who's generating the leads and the one who's calling the leads, that it's better for them to be working much closer together. I think I'm I, I don't disagree. And it actually goes to a different poll that I did, um, that some people got got, um, I don't want to say offended, but pretty heated about is our, our SDRs considered salespeople. Mm -hmm. um, and I'd consider maybe not so much, maybe that we are sort of this sort of hybrid in between marketing and sales, but I think we're more closely related to sales in our DNA and, and in terms of what we're trying to accomplish. Um, an SDR shouldn't be selling a product. They should be starting conversations. They should be gathering information. They should be um, trying to understand the market fit and understand if there's pain. And it, it's a lot more, the DNA is a lot more closely right. uh, connected to marketing than sales. So I, I, I don't disagree with you. And, and I mean, you're, you're literally the front lines of the business. You're speaking to more customers or potential customers than anyone else in the business. Yep. Um, yeah. So you really do need to be speaking to marketing to give them feedback and product to give them feedback. Um, yeah, a good organization is going to take care of all that. Um, so, so tell me about getting started um, in sales, and you know, or you know, maybe SDR isn't sales, but um, <laughs> tell me about getting started in sales and um, sure. how you came to found this organization. Yeah, absolutely. So, the answer to both those questions are, are sort of mixed together. I, like I said, I wanted to break into tech and I wanted to find a way I can do that without having a deep understanding of developing and coding and not even deep understanding, any understanding of, of that, maybe on a super basic level, but not enough to work professionally. Um, so I was reaching out to friends of mine that I knew worked in tech that I sort of knew they weren't programmers, but I knew they did something. Um, and basically through going through LinkedIn and going through my connections, I 
um, was starting conversations with people. Um, I wasn't asking, hey, I, I'm looking for a job, but rather, hey, I, I just want to learn about what you're doing. And naturally, one of those conversations ended up sort of evolving into a, a job interview, even though it wasn't my intention. Um, but I'm happy it did because that's how I got my first role at EasySend. Um, so I learned about it just like you you had mentioned, I sort of like fell into it. Um, it wasn't like I went to school and like went out saying like, I want to be a sales development rep. I know there are folks like that. I think it, nowadays that's becoming more common. I don't think it was always the, I don't think it was always the case. Um, so yeah, a lot of my own, my own research and there definitely was a gap in that to break into this thing, I needed to go out and find the right people and start those conversations. And there wasn't one place where all these people just were hanging out and sharing their insights and sharing what's working. Um, and a, and yeah, Lee, um, had just started formulating the idea for SDRs of Israel. And it was right around the time that I was getting my start in the SDR world. Um, it might've been around the time I became a manager and I was really intrigued by it. I knew that it was something that I could have used when I started in the SDR space and that I could still use because you're sort of, the only resources you have are the other folks in your organization and start, you know, you're not gonna have, how many other SDRs and AEs can you collaborate with? Um, and you're gonna get a very one-sided point of view of how things should be done. And I wanted to see, hey, what's working for other people? Uh, what are the unique challenges there, you know, being an SDR in Israel that other folks are facing and how are they solving those problems? So I got very involved with the community right away um, and the timing was right. And I, my involvement with SDRs of Israel ended up becoming a partnership and I ended up coming on as a co-founder. Um, it was just a, it was a good fit. And I was already very involved in taking sort of my own leadership role within the community. Um, and now we're, we're hoping to, and we are, we're accomplishing being that place for people that want to learn about this place, you maybe find, you know, find their, get their foot in the door and for folks that are already in the door and want to level up and learn about what other folks are doing to move and advance in their, uh, in their career to learn from other great sales professionals, SDRs, AEs. Um, that's sort of the, the history of that. Hmm. What sort of things do you do to help them? So we have on a monthly basis, we try to do around two events. Um, usually one is an in-person event, whether it's some sort of uh, enablement session where we have a speaker talk about a certain topic, or we do a maybe some sort of round table or a social event, which I think is just as important in the sales role. Uh, I know you and Calabria was involved with one of those. We had the um, the trivia night, yeah, which I, I trivia night. <laughs> Trivia night was a lot of fun and we, we plan on doing more of those because um, as important as sales enablement is and getting those tools, definitely the the networking is at least as important, if not more important. Um, so we're doing those events uh, about, about twice a month. We actually have one that we're going to hopefully announce today. I guess when this podcast is released, um, it'll already be announced. So we have coming up um, on the 30th of April um, about getting hired as an SDR and standing out in the interview process. And Hilton hmm. Burke is going to be um, hosting that as a webinar. Um, so I assume when this comes out, we'll have already announced that. So we're excited for that and on the 30th is, of April. This is live. 
<laughs> oh my god <laughs> well in that case um so yeah so we do the we do the events whether it's enablement or social we have um different chats so we have a whatsapp chat that is um sort of a place for like ad hoc questions like hey guys i'm having trouble with this what are you guys doing mm -hmm. um and that's been pretty active there's a couple messages messages in there every day running different conversations we have a slack channel um for we have like a LinkedIn pod on the Slack channel. So if people want to post on LinkedIn and try to get more engagement from the community, they can go there. Um, we have a place for if people are having issues with technology, like, hey, I'm having trouble with this feature on Zoom Info. You know, is there another SDR that knows how to do this? Can you, we jump on a call. Um, so that's sort of like the more structured conversation that's like topic based. And then we have the WhatsApp that's like sort of the like one-off conversation questions that that's probably our most active channel right now. Um, we have our mailing list. So whenever we have job posts, we, you know, we, we put that out across our mailing list and across our LinkedIn and we're helping, um, we work with a lot of startups to help fill sales positions. So it, it's sort of a two-way street. So wow. they, yeah. So because of our partnerships with startups um, and sponsors, it lets us provide all this to all, all this value to our community without having to, uh, charge them anything. So most of the time, these events don't cost anything. If we're going to have like a group of speakers that are coming in, we might have like a nominal fee. Um, but most the the chat and all the webinars and everything is usually free. Um, and our partnerships with startups um, helps power that. And it's a win win because we help members of our community find jobs. We help these startups find really great sales candidates, and then they in turn help give us the funds to run this community without having to charge SDRs. Amazing. Pretty impressive. No, but they have SDRs of like Germany. They have, you know, the, it, do all these communities function like that? Or is this a unique model? It's not a unique model. Um, we, we had, when we started and wanted to figure out how can we um, make this work, we realized that we, we did need funds coming in to be able to justify um the time spent doing these things and also to have the funds to build out and do like nice things for our community so we we have a relationship with SDRs of Germany um and they shared with us what's working for them so we based a lot of what we do on some of their model as well hmm. how, what, how close are the like coordinations uh, between all the SDRs of organizations <laughs> um so I it's a good question I, I think it could be stronger Mm -hmm. Um, I know, um, yeah, elite is closer to the co-founders over at SDRs of Germany. And she had those conversations. Um, I, I'd be curious and interested to like connect with the folks of SDRs of London. I know that's like another big community and I don't think we've had any contact with them. Um, mm -hmm. if anyone from there, there's listening, you know, contact me, I'm happy to have that conversation. Um, but it's not, it's not that strong right now. And, um, I think it'd be interesting to like have a, a real collaboration between the SDR communities of all these different places around the world. It's a, I think it's a great idea. Yeah, you guys could do like a like an overseas trip. It'll be fun, yeah, but also I, there's such different norms and etiquette and you know, mm -hmm. so it would be really interesting to have the insiders' perspectives. I think, but but they're all calling into the same market. Like like there shouldn't be differences in norms. There's just a difference in like, you know, an Israeli SDR getting used to the norm and a German SDR getting used to the norm, probably in you know the different direction. 
No, but the, the prospects, the prospect, a German versus, I'll tell you the first day that I was an account manager, I started drafting an email and I wrote, hi, blah, blah, blah. And my boss saw me. She said, what are you doing? You know, you don't write hi, you write dear. And I was just. Oh, that's funny. It was really funny. And then I said, how was, I hope your vacation went nicely. She's like, they don't know what a vacation is. It's a holiday. Holiday. Yeah. yeah and then yeah. we had like, <laughs> I'm like, I, I had like a British coach, you know, how to use the proper terminology for the, like the school years and this and that. It was just like a whole oh, funny whole world. I don't know. I'm, I'm sure they would have figured it out though. But it, how would that affect our relationship and <laughs> moving I don't know. So it's helpful to have that little coach it, there. It's funny. Uh, on, on that note, I, I posted, or I think it was late last, a couple days ago, about a technique that I've been use, utilizing in my outreach that's been really helpful, which is CC. I think you guys might have reposted it about CCing. Yeah, I think Calabria reposted this post. Okay, you did. Um, Calabria did. <laughs> Calabria did. Sorry. You did. <laughs> whatever group of people in hooded cloaks sitting somewhere are in charge of the, the LinkedIn. Um, so it was about CCing uh, colleagues when you reach out to them and saying, hey, I'm reaching out to you, but I think this might also be relevant to X. Was curious if this is sort of something you guys would look into. Um, and someone, one one person's feedback was, hey, that would be, that that works in some, maybe like in Western Europe and the US. Um, but in some other uh, markets that I sell to, uh, people are going to find that like, um, like offensive and, and like a lot of like pressure. If you try putting, if you CC someone that wasn't part of a conversation and that wouldn't work in my market. So it was something I never thought of. It works for me, but someone who's selling maybe to, I don't know, like Scandinavian countries or whatever it might be, um, you know, that might be translated as, as pushy or as you know, maybe like offensive, which, you know, is not what I'm going for. So, so it works for me. It does, doesn't work for everyone. And, you know, I, I appreciated that feedback because it's you know, not that I'm selling to that region, but uh, people should know. Also, I I've seen it overdone. The, specifically the CCing. Yeah. Like, you know, I, I get a lot of spam. That's like, you know, an obviously fake email from the CEO to the SDR saying, Hey, Matt, check out Menachem Pritzker. I think he'd be a really great candidate for our new product. I think it would help him triple his business. And then he like forwards the email over to me saying, Hey, my CEO wanted me to reach out to you. You know, and I see. Oh, it's interesting. So, but like, it's obviously, it's obviously just done, you know, a thousand a day. Like it's not. So I'm, I'm referring to CCing, like if it would be like, if I were to CC yourself while reaching out to someone else in Calabria saying, right. So the, I, I would, un, unless it was accompanied, accompanied by like an actual reason why you're doing that, like not just I thought this person would find it interesting, but like this person would find it interesting because, you know, you went to college together or, you know, you, uh, you know, work together on something or like a real personal reason why, why you're doing that without that, I, I, I wouldn't, I don't, there? I don't think that I would want to see that I think it's assertive and that's okay and then let's say you have a few people in the same position well someone could decide I'll be the point person if you CC all of them and I also ultimately like you know does it get you know better results than not doing it like that's what it that's what it comes down to 
It's uh, A-B a testing. I, I literally had a meeting yesterday that was a result of me doing this. That doesn't mean that it always works, um, but I think it does show intention. Like, hey, you, you see that I did my research because you see that I'm tagging someone that I know based on their profile that it's relevant to them as well. Mm -hmm. um, so, you know, you, you, you sort of get some points when they realize that I had to have done some research to do this. It, it, it's not automated. Um, and I actually just received an email where someone did this with um, another uh, in, uh, someone else in 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 in, in Noble, um, and they got a reply from me. I thought it was great. Um, but yeah, doesn't mean it, it does, definitely doesn't always work. And if anyone claims on LinkedIn that X template is going to triple right. your replies, um, run away. You know, you could try as like an add-on to that strategy, and this would be this could possibly be perceived as being really spammy, but like, you know, you're, you're, you know, let's say it's Matt is emailing Sharon to book a meeting and he's CCing Menachem, right? That's the situation we're talking about now. Like, you know, Menachem and Matt work together and, you know, I'm CCing Menachem because I think he'd be interested. Uh, Sharon, let's, you know, book a time to talk. And then Sharon, the prospect, as she does 99% of the time in these situations, doesn't respond. I could then respond, you know, reply all and be like, Hey, Matt, I, I'm really looking forward to hearing from Sharon. Uh, you know, what's oh, going funny. on with that. And then we can keep on having a conversation back and forth <laughs> and keep CCing her until she, you know, in desperation to get us to shut up. Uh, <laughs> it sounds like a lot of fun. I've never seen anyone try it. So go ahead and Post the results on the Calabria's LinkedIn. I'm curious to hear well, how that works. No, I, you know, I want, I want, I want the pro to to try it and report back to us. We'll have you back well, on the well, podcast. We'll split test it. We'll repost that. I'm not investing my time trying that. <laughs> I'm curious about um when it so we've we've talked about social sales recently. We had Bryn Tillman, um, but I'm curious about um you you've gone in a different direction. And also just even in all that you've spoken about SDRs of Israel, you're on TikTok, you're on different platforms. You put like, you truly embrace the marketing angle in a way that I find entertaining and useful. So I'm curious to, to know, you know, where, how are you shaping the future of the field? You know, it, and when it comes to like the marketing lens um, and maybe branding and presence and things like that. I think Sharon saying you've gone in a different direction is is carrying a lot of weight. <laughs> Tell us about your link your LinkedIn game. So, one thing that I did and that um, when I started as an SDR and a lot of SDRs do is post a lot about the industry that I work in and about the product that I work with. Um, and I'm not referring to just reposting company posts, but actually you know talking as a leader in a specific field that you work in. Um, and to me, it always felt not so authentic because in the end of the day, you know, I work now with um, it, it sort of in the, in the, in the risk uh, and credit space, but I, and, and it, to some extent, when it comes to what my product does, I'm, I, I mean, I could consider myself an expert in that, but I'm not a, a credit risk officer and I don't have the insights and ex expertise. I didn't go to school for that purpose, but I do have an expertise in in selling and that is the focus i wanted to put out it's i think it's a lot more authentic than me trying to put myself out as like some expert in 
credit risk. I think someone who is the type of person I would sell to is probably going to look to someone who works in that field and studied in that field and not like to a salesperson who is talking about that topic. Um, but I could be an authority in sales because that is the actual thing that I'm an expert in. Um, so I, a lot of, it's great if you're selling to salespeople, because then when you, when you do this and you talk about sales, you're also like creating pipeline through your activity. And I'm not really creating much pipeline through for my company from my activity. And that's not my goal, really. I've started conversations and I've actually seen engagement with people that I would sell to now more than when I just put out content about whatever field I was working in uh, or product. Um, but that's not my goal. My goal is in the end of the day, I'm not a credit person. I'm a salesperson. That's my expertise. Um, I might not always be at the same startup forever, but I'll probably be in some shape or form in some sort of sales position, whether it's SDR, AE, whatever it might be. So I, I thought it, it didn't make sense for me to invest all this time speaking to insurance people. And then, you know, three years later, I go into um, the credit space. And now all that, everything I built up as like an insurance expert, like the next day, suddenly I'm talking about credit. And all these, I have like these thousands of people that are following me. I'm an expert. <laughs> yeah, overnight, I'm an expert. And I see a lot of SDRs do this where they're talking about their product. They're talking about some space they're in. They change jobs. SDRs, you know, are not usually not staying in the same role for a decade. And then suddenly everything they built up, they have to sort of put aside and start all over again. Um, but because I'm talking about sales and sales development and my sales process, I can work anywhere and I can keep building up that audience and building up that expertise and building up that authority. Um, in the end of the day, it gives me security and it builds up my network. Um, and there's a lot of value to that. A lot of people are looking at LinkedIn as what can I post to get the attention of someone I can sell to? Um, but there's, there's a lot more personal impact on how you can sell yourself. Um, you know, like utilize it for yourself. You don't have to be, there's ways I utilize it to sell. Um, and that usually has to do with my engagement with other people who are experts in the field. And that's how I'm utilizing that aspect of it. Um, but when it comes to my own content, I, you know, I, I'd say invest in yourself. Don't, uh, don't like rent out that space for your company and invest in yourself. And it, it's, it's not just building you up as an expert in sales, right? You know, on somebody in insurance or, you know, any thing that you're, any industry that you're selling into doesn't really care about that, you know, that you're an expert in sales, but it makes you, first of all, just a real person you know, and not just a LinkedIn account that is reposting company white papers every, yeah. you know, every Monday and Thursday. Um, and it just, it makes you a person who seems to like having fun. Yeah, it makes you authentic. And it it's, for me professionally, it's led to more opportunities than if I just posted about credit risk, would I have gotten maybe a handful more leads and meetings? Maybe. But that would, it's totally outweighed by the value I've gotten by, by posting about what I'm actually passionate about, which is sales development. And that's how this conversation happened. And that's how my involvement with SDRs of Israel happened. And that's, that's actually how I got the attention of the folks at Noble that ended up hiring me because of my, um, my content. Um, so that's a lot more valuable than maybe booking one extra meeting at like my old company. Like, the, you know, that, what does that do for you in the long run? Not, not too much.
Are you are are you TikTok first on your content creation, and then you repost it to to LinkedIn, or? Uh, uh, very much not actually. Um, I really only use TikTok, um, really just to make the video, and I'm really just using it as like at, like my software to create. That's exactly it. I'm not really investing time in TikTok. I've found myself wasting so much time that what I've, I've gotten the habit of. I'll make my video on TikTok and I'll delete TikTok from my phone until the next week when I have to make another video. I'll download it again, make my video, wow. post it and delete it because it's just, I get like, I get so stuck in it. I, um, I'm just using it to create the content. Um, I'm not really too involved there otherwise. Um, yeah. LinkedIn the, first, for sure. LinkedIn first. LinkedIn first. 100%. Yeah. 100%. Um, as, uh, you know, one of the leaders of the SDRs in Israel community and people are coming into the Slack group or on LinkedIn and, and asking questions and they come to each other for help. What are the biggest challenges that you see new or even experienced SDRs facing? Um, new would be breaking in, breaking into your first role. Mm -hmm. Um, a, a challenge would be. I'm trying to think like what, what recently has, has come up. Um, and this probably goes back to some of what we're talking about, but people working in different markets, like what technology is most effective for those markets that a lot of conversation around that, like, Hey, I'm using Cognizant and I'm selling to, you know, to EMEA, but I found that, you know, the, this is an example. I'm sure they're, they're great. Mm -hmm. I have no idea if this is true or not. Um, you know, the data isn't working so well. What, what tools have, have people selling to this specific region? found useful. Um, and the reason the community is powerful in that because if, if you're just trying to get help and advice on a topic like this from within your company, you're not going to have the insight into what other tools people are using. But now I can get, I can ask this question and I can get answers from 10 different SDRs who are selling to this unique space and vertical and say, you know, and actually get an idea of like what's working, what's not working. Um, so I, I think, uh, I think that's you, that's been a pretty like off like a pretty recycled topic is you know what what does X technology or X technique work in X market or X geography um, questions along those lines uh, are are coming up constantly in our on our chat technology like for for data and research or technology in terms of like what software you're using in order to do your job like you know, sales loft or outreach, both the, when it comes to tech, when it comes to data specifically there, there's more of a discrepancy in like how effective it'll be versus what market and, and geo you work in. So that one mm -hmm. is a pretty popular conversation when it comes to sales loft. I don't think there's going to be too much of a difference, whether you're used, utilizing it, selling to Scandinavia or North America. Um, but when it comes to tools where you're trying to pull data, there's a big difference in terms of who you're utilizing. So um yeah uh in the community when when people ask those kinds of questions is it usually you and the other founders of the community who are jumping in with answers or like how much do you see the community itself kind of you know answering each other's questions and helping each other definitely the community um i'm asking questions just as much as i'm answering them so it, it's definitely the community is power because i don't have insight into into a lot of these things i only have insight into you know, my world, and I'm happy to share that with people. And, you know, like I, like I talked about before, when I posted about, you know, 
how I'm utilizing CCing people in my outreach, um, it might not work for other people and getting feedback from people that are selling to a space more similar to you than, than I'm selling to, it's going to be a lot more valuable than my feedback. That's true. Um, I mean, do you see that the, the, the industries and fields are really generating such different responses? Yes. How? Yeah. Okay. Yeah, I do. So you think somebody who comes from one industry who works as an SDR in, you know, risk management, you know, he should, should he make an attempt to kind of stay in that industry or are his skills going to be transferable into another industry? I mean, obviously to some degree they are, but like how transferable are they? Um, I don't see any issue with, I, I think that the gap is something you definitely can learn. Mm -hmm. um, and, you know, communities like ours are a great tool to help. Um, as big as those differences are, I, you know, if you, I, I think the basics are, are stand true more or less. Um, so I don't, I don't think it's, it, I don't think the differences are big enough that I would say if you sell in cyber tech, you know, you should only, you should only stick to cyber tech SDR rules. I think, I think once you're in, you can, you can move around. I think that's the beauty of it. So Matt, you spend a lot of your time helping others grow professionally and all the good things. What do you do for yourself to. Besides SDRs of Israel and listening to your peers. I have um, sort of influencers on LinkedIn that I very intentionally listen to, like, um, listen to and take note of, and mm -hmm. I'll make, I'll, when I say intentional is, and it's not just like, I'm scrolling. Oh, that was nice. It's like, let me save that. Let me sit down and try to utilize this in my outreach. Um, so Josh Braun is probably, uh, one of my favorites and I built cadences and messaging around some of what he talks about. Um, and like I said, I'll intentionally try to say, Hey, he just spoke about this one specific thing. Let me sit down and actually make a difference in my outreach and test this out as opposed to just saying, Oh, that's nice. And just, you know, scrolling. Um, so I have a, a couple folks like that. Um, anything that comes out from, uh, from lavender, which is the, that AI email helper tool, um, I find is super helpful. I'm utilizing their insights constantly when I'm doing, uh, uh, going through my cadences and trying to tweak them and optimize them. So I would say following certain people and being very intentional about listening to their, their tips and their tricks. Um, and the, oh gosh, there's a podcast that has been absolutely phenomenal. Um, I think it's called 30, 30 MPC. Oh, besides this one, um, 30, <laughs> 30, 30 minutes to president's club 30. I think it's 30 MPC. It is unbelievable. Um, so they have sales development experts talk about very like actionable, um, items and what things you can like listen to the podcast and like that day, like basically implement, um, that's the structure of their show. It's been, uh, great learning tools. So like when I'm on my way to work, I'll listen to an episode about a topic that, that I find I'm focused on in my day to day and I'll come out with, you know, actionable things that I can actually implement. So between the podcast and LinkedIn, um, that's sort of where I'm getting my, uh, my day to day enablement. Fantastic. Um, okay. Well, you know, I, I, we always also kind of suggest to our listeners to follow our guests on LinkedIn, but you know, with, with Matt, you're, 
you're really missing out uh, if you're not following Matt, um, either on LinkedIn or, you know, where the content is created on TikTok. Um, <laughs> Fair enough. I, I might not get back to you on, if you message me on TikTok, I might not get back to you, but you message me, message me on LinkedIn, I'm getting back to you immediately. So There you go. Um, well, Matt, uh, thank you so much for joining us uh, here in the Customer Cafe. Really appreciate you coming on. I appreciate it. Yeah, thank you. I've, I've, you know, I've been following you guys. I, when did you start the podcast? I'm trying to think if I've been following you guys since you started the podcast, probably. Um, no, it's, 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 a, it's a blast. Um, yeah, no, I, I really appreciate it. I love your, I love your, your guys' content. And it's also, you know, sometimes I'll read something that you guys, some conversation that you guys had, and I'll go and follow that person. And it sort of adds to, you know, sort of my daily intake of positive sales engagement and content. So um, yeah, it's, it's, it's wonderful. And I appreciate being on the, being invited here. Thanks for joining us for today's brew. Like what you heard? Let the world know. Leave a five-star review on Apple, Spotify, or wherever you're listening. Subscribe now so you never miss an exciting episode. See you soon.